we are finishing off this stream with just a bit of a one-off talk. Um, simply me saying to all of you as students, uh, for those who may be first years, for those who have been doing this for what you may feel like is too many years, uh, just a simple kind of encouragement of me saying to you, you got this. Um, we've started classes for most of you, it, you've begun online and figuring out what online learning is like. For first years, this is a whole new world for you. You thought maybe you'd be getting to experience it on campus and now you're doing it online. So hopefully it hasn't been too stressful. Hopefully the joy of being a part of university life is still there. Um, but it can be a bit of a scary time. You know, for many people, you're taking on some harder courses or you're taking on university level courses for the first time and you've had a few days to kind of dig into that. Some of you, you might be already face first into books, studying hard and lots of assignments and all that. And I just want to take just a moment to let you know that you've got this and to share a brief story with you of a group of people who are well known within the Bible. People are who are kind of seen as heroes of the Bible, as people who have started the church after Jesus' life here on earth. And people who Christians admire for all that they've done in Christian history. And so we're going to look at a story of these people called the disciples. And the disciples were these group of people who followed Jesus so closely while he was here on earth. Um, many people, they really relate to the disciples because of how candid they are, um, how real they are in not understanding what Jesus has to say, the emotions that they're having in their journey with Jesus in real time. And so we can often relate with the disciples, but the disciples were key that after Jesus left and went to heaven, they were key in spreading the message of who Jesus is on earth. And a lot of who we are today as a church is credited to them and what they did. And so we're going to read a story which picks up right after Jesus has been crucified and raised from the dead, and he's just about to ascend back to heaven, and he's speaking to disciples. And it says, in Matthew 28, we're reading verse 16, we're going to start. It says, Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So up to this point, the disciples have gone through a roller coaster of emotions. So... Probably three and a half years before this happened, what many people think. They were in their careers. Many of them had families. Life was kind of normal for them. And all of a sudden, Jesus shows up on the scene and asks all of these disciples to follow him. And they drop everything to follow Jesus and go through this crazy ride of seeing Jesus do miracles. Um, have these crazy teachings that had so many big crowds begin to want to hear who Jesus is to follow him, and they were kind of riding this high of, man, life of following and journeying with Jesus is crazy but awesome at the same time. A huge risk of letting go of everything they knew, but the payoff was amazing of getting to journey with Jesus through all these crazy events. And so they're on this high, and then all of a sudden, Jesus is arrested, betrayed by one of their very own disciples, and is crucified on a cross. 
And so you can imagine that their emotions drop drastically as they realize, you know, the man that we gave up everything for is now dead. And we were given hints that he may be raised from the dead, but how are we supposed to believe that? You know, this is like, that's a bit crazy to think. It's not really rational. And so what do we do now? Do we go back to what we were before? Who are we now after encountering Jesus? And there's this weird emotions of what do we do now? And then... Jesus gets raised from the dead and he's there with them again here in this moment. And you can imagine that their emotions spike again of, oh, everything's okay. Everything's back to normal. We're with Jesus. We can continue to follow him. But then he tells them, I'm going to a place and where I'm going, you will not come with me. And he's referring to heaven. So you can imagine again, just their dropping emotions of what he's leaving us again. Where do we go from here? Now, I'm sure a lot of them, their identity was built on who Jesus was and what he did. Their daily tasks, their daily responsibilities were built around what Jesus' plans were in that day. And so who were they? What were they to do next? And Jesus here in this passage, right before he ascends to heaven, gives them the crazy task for them to continue after he leaves them. He says, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. So Jesus takes this major responsibility and places it in their hands to say, everything I've taught you, everything you've experienced, everything that you've now come to be as a disciple, go and create more like you. (laughs) Go and teach everybody what I have taught you. Go and demonstrate everything I've shown you to people so that they can come to know me. Go and make more disciples, not just in your neighborhood, not just in your family, not just in your community, of all nations, of all people. No one's excluded. You know, this is meant for everybody. I want you to go make disciples everywhere you find a human. (laughs) And I can imagine myself after going this through this roller coaster of emotions being like, are you serious? <laughs> like, I can't do that. Jesus, you've done that and I can support you on that mission for sure. I can you know, do whatever it is that you need, but I can't do that personally. You know, you need to stay here, Jesus. You need to be in control here. You need to be someone who can troubleshoot in situations. You know, you need to do those crazy miracles that you do that help people see who you are. You know, Jesus, we need you here to communicate who you are. And so the responsibility was great, and I'm sure that they doubted themselves. But Jesus, knowing them so well, he ends off with such a reassuring statement. He says, and be sure of this, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. And I can imagine that they would get some kind of peace from that. Knowing that, yeah, Jesus did so much great work while he was here. And I have so much knowledge and experience that I can share with others. And I can do that because he is with me always, even to the end of the age. And so this was a major responsibility to disciples. And they took that responsibility so well. And you, we can read it in a book in the Bible called Acts of how they responded, where thousands and thousands and thousands of people 
came to know who Jesus was to the point where we have church today, we have a believing community today, we have people who begin journeys with Jesus today. And so as crazy as they may felt about this task that was in front of them, as you know, the weight of that on their shoulders was probably so hard and heavy, Jesus reassured them that, hey, you got this. And so I want you to take that and apply it to your situation today. Maybe it's school that's stressing you out. Maybe there's a family situation that got you stressed out. Maybe it's whatever situation it may be. I want you to know that you got this. Why? Because Jesus is with you always. And how do we experience that? Obviously, Jesus isn't physically present with us, and that's a whole other conversation that we can have. But I believe one of the best ways that we can sense Jesus' presence in our lives and kind of sense that encouragement that he gave the disciples in this moment is through community, which is really tough right now for many people who are just scattered everywhere. But at Mosaic, we're going to still champion and try and find avenues to keep us all connected so that we can be encouraged that no matter what task may be before us, whatever struggle may come our way, that we know that through the community and family at Mosaic, we sense Jesus' presence and know that we got this. We can do this. So as you wake up tomorrow morning and you begin a new week of school, as you feel the pressure of having to study and do well, I want you to know that in everything you do, you've got this because Jesus is with you. And in the same way at Mosaic, we are still going to be so committed to equipping ourselves as a family so that we can communicate who Jesus is in the communities around us. Whether you're in the city, going to be rubbing shoulders with students at a coffee shop or a restaurant or in study groups or a lab, or maybe you're outside the city or even outside the province, we want to provide avenues so that when you feel the weight of having to share who Jesus is to the people around you, you know you've got this because you've got a family at Mosaic who's with you, who loves you, and is supporting you in everything that you do. So have an awesome, awesome week, Mosaic. As always, if you need anything, we are here. You can reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook. You can email us at mosaiccampuschurch.gmail.com. You can message me privately on Facebook as well. We are always here. We're praying for you. We love you. Next Sunday, first in-person service, St. Augustine's. Please be there. Make sure you register beforehand. For those of you who are outside the city, we love you. We're staying connected with you. Please, as always, reach out. Have an awesome week, everybody.